Mavs Pick and Roll Podcast, the podcast for diehard fans by diehard fans. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my man, two-story Corey. How you doing tonight, Corey? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, AP, I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk some Cavs. Yeah, I'm watching the game right now, actually. They're playing the Spurs. It's uh, third quarter. They're down by three. Uh, hanging tough, though, playing well. Yeah, no, I was watching that too before we started recording, and uh, man, it, it was a fun first half, that's for sure. Drummond's back, he's having a big game. Cavs are up big early, uh, but of course, with any NBA team and any NBA game, there's always going to be runs, and I know we'll both be keeping an eye on the score while we're recording this podcast. Yeah, Drummond's looking good in his return. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> he's already got 19 points, uh, they're throwing him alley-oops, pretty sweet. It'd be nice if he played more than only half the games so far that we've had him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's just a rotation thing or conditioning thing or it's hard to say. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too sure. But where 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 do we want to start off tonight, Alex? Last game, last podcast, we were streaking. Yeah, we were streaking. We had a four out of five games we won. And uh ever since then we've lost four straight. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> Pelicans, Pacers, Jazz, Celtics. And yeah, uh, you were at the Pacers game. Yeah, I was at the Pacers game. And uh, that, w- that was a fun game. It was, uh, we took our kids and it was a competitive game. And my kids were into it. And up until about the last three minutes is when the Cavs fell apart. And that's all it took. It was all she wrote. Uh, but what was cool about that game was that was the Z bobblehead night. So we got our bobblehead, and Z was there along with Andy. Uh, the crowd gave a nice roaring applause when they when they showed them. I know you said they showed them on TV as well. Uh, Carlos Baerga was there. Uh, it was it was a good game. The crowd was into it. The only problem was was TJ Warren uh, dropped thirty points on us, and <laughs> Oladipo <laughs> was back and had a had a decent game. You know, uh, nineteen yeah. points or something like that, and just. Again, in the last three minutes, the Cavs just kind of couldn't hold on during that game. Yeah, it was uh, it was tied going into the fourth quarter, right. and I thought we had a pretty good shot. And I don't know, it just kind of everything kind of went away. off the rails. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I kind of figured Oladipo was going to go off and take the game over in the in the last few minutes, but it really wasn't him that uh, nope. hurt us <laughs> T TJ Warren I couldn't even tell you who that was before that game so <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a funny story with that game though it was like I said it was Z bobblehead night so I was expecting them at some point to bring Z out onto the court or you know kind of do a little bit more of a tribute than what they actually did for him they showed I don't know if they showed it on TV or not but they showed like a 20 second 30 second tribute video and then they panned to him he was sitting in a suite with Andy and some other folks. And that was really about it. I was expecting again for him to be, you know, brought onto the court at some point, or I was thinking halftime would be some, maybe that would be a chance. Or like we talked about in the last episode, I thought bone thugs was going to come out or something like that since it was throwback night. And it's about a minute before halftime. And my youngest daughter has to go to the bathroom and I look at my oh. wife and my wife <laughs> gives me that look. And I just, you know, no contest, you know, I already yeah. knew what that look meant. It was your <laughs> it's like, turn. okay, it's my turn because she took, she took them earlier. I was like, damn it. I'm going to miss halftime. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss Z or I'm going to miss, you know, kid in play coming out or something, some throwback band coming out. And I'm sitting there and we're in the bathroom and we come back out 
we rush back down to our seats and I come down, I look at the jumbotron as I'm coming down the stairs and I see jump roping. (laughs) What? (laughs) Jump roping. It was some high school jump rope team. Uh, not what I was expecting. And, uh, but gotta be honest with you, the crowd was into it and they were actually pretty good. And my girls, you know, being girls, they're in the dance and gymnastics and all that stuff. They were into it too. Oh, just cool. overall, yeah, they had a good time. We didn't find the pretzel bar. Oh, uh, it was funny because I mentioned we were eating dinner before we left. It was an eight o'clock game, so we had dinner at home. And I was like, "Oh, Alex was talking about they got some pretzel bar somewhere." And my youngest, she's like, "I want pretzels." I was originally going to get them <laughs> popcorn or something like that, and she she was stuck on pretzels the rest of the night. Uh, so we didn't find the pretzel bar, but we got those you know those big large Bavarian pretzels and all that stuff. And about 30 bucks later, my, my kids were happy <laughs> Yeah, nice. <laughs> with, with, with the pretzels and they were into the game and it was a later game. So, you know, they a little bit past their bedtime, but, but they were into it and they had a good time and just too bad we didn't get a win. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Too yeah. bad. Yeah. But the other thing too, that was cool about that game was uh Drummond missed a game or two prior to that. So it was kind of, you know, a comeback game for him and he had his best game as a Cavalier. He put up 27 points, had 13 rebounds. And I was telling you, Alex, you know, at work, he looks much quicker in person than what he looks like on TV. And uh, it was just nice to see him kind of just running around doing his thing. And again, so far, that was his best game as a Cavalier. Yeah, he's been playing well. He's been in and out, though. Um, I didn't yeah, realize he some was sort back of nagging, for that game because he was yeah, gone some, for the game after that against the Jazz. Yeah, he missed the very next game. We're like, why? He played fine. He was a beast. And he kind of, he's like I said, he's kind of only played about 50% of the games since we've gotten him, right? We, we've played maybe about 10 games since the trade deadline. And I feel like he's only played maybe five, maybe six at most. So he's playing a night in the Spurs game and he's having a good game tonight. Um, but yeah, no, he was, he was awesome that game. Uh, Porter Jr. was nice. He had 14 points. Kevin Love put in 20. So, I mean, it was an all, it was an all around good effort. It's just, again, that last three minutes just kind of hurt the calves and just was too much for them to overcome. Yeah. But so we got suckered into staying for the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) We left with about 50 seconds left. Like, all right, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I always stay for the whole game, man. You got to. Yeah. 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 We did. We did good. Yeah, and then we played. Uh, yeah, we played the Jazz, and we played the Celtics, and got crushed by uh, Tatum. But uh, Sexton went off that game. He had a career high forty-one. He did. He uh, went he into just, beast mode. Yeah, he was pouring them in. <laughs> it was uh, pretty amazing, and you know, uh, during this stretch here, we've kind of been our, our rotation has been weird because we've been having people in and out as far as injuries. So like. You know, Drummond's in and out. Tristan was missing some games. Garland was out and so on and so forth. So Sexton played 45 minutes that game. Um, you know, Delhi had to play 35 minutes that game. You know, Nance played 39 minutes that game. Chetty, 43 minutes that game. Didn't go in overtime. So that just kind of tells you how shorthanded we were. Uh, Zidic got 14 minutes. Dean Wade, 16 minutes. So it's, you know, they only had seven or eight guys to play with. Uh, yeah. Not to take away with what Sexton did, but. Man, was, oh man, talk about a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game for Sexton. And uh, boy, that was an ugly game for Delhi, though, man. He went 0, <laughs> 0 for 8, 0 for 5 from 3 point. Didn't score a, a single point in his 35 minutes. 
Oh, don't you worry. He got his uh-huh. redemption, and we'll talk about that here soon. Delhi yeah, got we, his we redemption. Will. We will. But uh, yeah, just uh, the Cavs battling some injuries, and just I don't know how much of it is they're starting to sit some guys, and how much of it is they're actually injured. Um, you know, kind of feels like they did the same thing last year. They kind of just let Tristan kind of take some extended time to kind of recover from whatever injury he has. I, I kind of feel like what there's only. F- a month left in the season for the Cavs. I, I, I'm really curious to see if that's going to happen to Love. Is Love going to get shut down at some point with some dingy injury that just turns into two weeks? Or is he actually going to play his first full season as a Cleveland Cavalier? What yeah, think? this. I think he'll play the whole season. I do. Well, talk about the wrong damn season for him to play a full season. <laughs> we could have <laughs> used that four years ago. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got to up his value, though. <laughs> yeah he does and and you know what i'll give him some props if he does make it through the whole season i will give a little bit of props he's playing better lately he's been having better games as far as offensive you know in that celtics game he put up 26 points and so on and so forth he's had a couple 20 point games here and there it would be nice in all seriousness to see love play a full season healthy um we'll just we'll just have to wait and see that uh celtics game is also the game that kevin porter jr got hit in the head and he's in a concussion protocol. Yeah, and he's been out since. And I, I you know, I don't know how long. I, I, I know the NFL does this too. And I don't remember what it is in the NBA as far as once you get in concussion protocol, like what is the minimum time frame? Um, I thought I vaguely remember hearing somewhere something crazy like two weeks, but I hope that's I hope that's wrong because that's a pretty long time. Yeah, it is a long time. Did yeah. you see it happen? Like, I don't remember seeing him get hit. There. I didn't. I no, no, I didn't. I don't remember seeing it either. Um, yeah, just too bad because he was, you know, I think it's one of those players. He's one of those players that if you're a Cavs fan at this point in the season, one, you're a diehard, and two, you're, you're, you're probably tuning in to watch Kevin Porter as one of the players, and it's just too bad that he's not out there. Um, that's okay. Throwback Deli is here. <laughs> yeah, Throwback Deli, man, showing Deli, showing what his championship pedigree for sure. Yeah, and that's that's you know he's a free agent after this year, and and I get it, right? We have Garland, we have Saxon, you have Kevin Porter Jr. You know they might take another guard this offseason in the draft. You got Windler coming back, Exum still here at least for the time being. So it almost feels like you know this could be the last of us seeing Deli. But talk about a throwback game. The next game after the Celtics game against the Nuggets, career high, 14 assists in that game. And hit a big three late. Only had seven points, but he grabbed six rebounds, 14 assists. And the Cavs get the win against the Denver Nuggets and actually sweep the season series with Denver. I don't know if you remember, Alex, but they beat them prior to the all-star break, like way back in the beginning, not in the beginning of the season, but a month, month and a half in or so, we're like, whoa, where did that win come from? And we happen to take, you know, both games from them. Yeah. Led by Delhi with 14 assists. We've just had Denver's nugget, uh, <laughs> Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, their number this season. Gee, oh, that reminds me, did you see that? I can't remember, it was some hashtag, me versus Nuggets or something, and people were yeah, eating so, chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this was a brand new thing or this was something that, you know, has been going on for a couple of years, but yeah, I was paying attention to Twitter and I kept seeing the hashtag me versus nuggets. And finally I'm like, what the hell is this? Cause even like the Cavs were throwing out that hashtag and 
and local beat reporters and stuff. So I finally click on the hashtag, I do a little bit of scrolling, and then I learn, okay, this is a challenge where, you know, Cavs fans have to eat more chicken McNut, you know, chicken nuggets than than what Denver scores. And supposedly, I don't know if you saw this, but some guy did it. Denver ended up with 102 points in the game, and there was some guy that had 107 McNuggets. Wow. <laughs> <It's just crazy. laughs> I saw Larry Nance Jr. tweeted that he ate 68 chicken nuggets one, once. Once? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was like in high school or college or what. I thought that but was 107 funny. nuggets. That's, that's pretty crazy. But, man, that kind of just took over took over Twitter at least. That was kind of fun. Just like along with watching the game and watching what Delhi was doing, I just started paying attention to that, to that and just people posting that. And that was, that was kind of fun too. And like I said, I don't know if that's something brand new or not, but that, that was pretty, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it trending until after the game was over. Otherwise we would have had chicken nuggets for dinner that night. Cause that would have been fun. <laughs> fun thing to do. That would have been awesome. They should have, the Cavs should have gave out like, um, free 10 piece chicken McNuggets or something like that. that. That's a great like promotional game right there. And maybe yeah. like keep that in mind next year. If like the Cavs win or the Cavs get over a hundred points, you know, sometimes they do giveaways and stuff like that. That'd be a perfect promotional giveaway to do uh, next year when we play the nuggets at home. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Back to, back to Delhi with his, uh, his, what was it? I think it was career high, right? Career high 14 yeah, assists. 14 man. assists. Do you know how many games that would take our current backcourt to get to? I'm going to say that'd be three games. Yeah, you probably. figure they get three, three, three apiece on average. That's two, two and a half games, three games. Delhi did that in one game, so that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. Sexton's uh, assists are on the rise. He had six against Boston. I don't know how many he's yeah. got tonight. Um, I'm just checking. Uh, Delhi's got five tonight. Sexton has three so far tonight. But that's what that's you know what though. To, to be fair, that's Delhi's game though. Sexton's a scorer. Garland's still learning. Delhi's that guy that's that's perfect for these type of scenarios when you have an injury. And no, if you had to play a whole season with Delhi as your full time starter, not going to have good results. But he could step in in scenarios like this for stretches of games and contribute. Yeah, he had a horrible game against Boston. Like you said, he was 0 for 5 and didn't score and whatever. But, you know, he, he can come and have games like this. And I was watching the Spurs game, and I don't know if you noticed this. There was a couple times he was matched up with DeRozan and just kind of pestering him. He drawed an offensive foul on DeRozan right before the half. And I saw another play, you know, that he kind of just had a great defensive play on DeRozan, who's got like, what, six inches on him? So he could still be that pestering player and still contribute, especially in a scenario like this where your starter's out and you need him just to go in there and play basically starter minutes. Yeah, and he had just that one three-pointer, but man, did it it was, it was perfect timing because it came. It was a dagger. It, oh, yeah, it was, no, it was, it was a dagger. It was great. yeah. And, and social media was great too, because you know, again, particularly Twitter. I my, 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 I always go to Twitter because everybody live tweets during the games and stuff like that. And there, I see people like tweeting stuff like, "Man, Delhi's out there playing like he's playing against Steph Curry again in the finals," and <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he was a maniac back then when Kyrie was out, and just it was just kind of great. There was people saying, "Give this man a contract extension," and it was just good to see, um, you know. For you, if you if you've been a fan of the Cavs for a while, you know all about Delhi and 
and kind of just what he means. If you're a newer fan, you're like, who the hell is this guy and why is everybody talking about him? Just throw back Delhi, man. Right. So, Going back uh, to, uh, we should talk real quick about Sexton some more because I, I kind of feel like we glossed over that real quick. I want to get your opinion on something. Because one thing I noticed after the 41-point game, which was during a loss, by the way, I saw Kevin Love, I saw Larry Nance, I saw some more talk from more local beat writers and even a little bit more nationally of people praising him and just saying, like, man, this dude is the heart. Kevin Love said this is, like, one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. You know, Larry Nance saying he's underrated, underappreciated, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember you and me kind of talking a little bit about it at work. You kind of had a little bit of a snarky comment <laughs> the next morning. You're like, so uh, what do you think about Sexton now? Yeah. Because <laughs> in the last episode, I was saying, man, start Sexton at point. I mean, he's been playing awesome. He, I, you know, I don't, I don't understand people hating on him for no reason. That's what it is. Well, I'm, I'm starting to notice that the tide is turning a little bit. All of a sudden, the, uh, the Sexton supporters are coming out of the woodwork. And uh, you know how, it, I mean, when somebody puts up 41 points, the haters kind of don't got much to say. And uh, just kind of noticing a little bit of shift of more sex and supporters. And um, yeah, he's been a beast. I don't, you know, I was thinking about this. Has he missed a game since he's been a member of the Cavs? He didn't miss all last year. He hasn't missed any games this year, has he? No, I don't think he's missed any games. That's That's pretty incredible considering just at what speed he plays the game and just, you know, the energy he has out there that he hasn't tweaked anything to where he's had to miss a game yet. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it is. He's, uh, yeah, he's really picking it up. He's really, uh, you know, after, after the all-star break and, and he kind of got snubbed for the, uh, you know, was it the rising stars? And then, right. uh, and then he got in cause somebody else got hurt, but I don't know. It's kind of the same thing he did last year. Yeah, right after the All Star break, he just kicked it into another gear. Yeah, yeah. It could have been. Uh, uh, it could have been Beeline getting or walking away too, though. You know, he. I uh, saw it. He, been. He, had I, a, I, I, he had a comment about looking in the mirror and asking himself if you know if, if he was the problem and if he was coachable or not because of that situation. Mm-hmm. So that might have. been I saw know, something. Probably motivation too. I remember seeing something about. Uh, Sexton thinking he was too hard on himself too. Like you said, like he looked himself in the mirror, like, and I I don't know if that's, there's too much to take away from that because whatever he's doing, it's working. Um, you know, he never, he never, he has that no quit in him. There's not many players like that in the league. In my opinion, there's not many other players like that on our team currently. I'm not saying he's the best player on our team, but I'm just saying as far as his energy and his, his effort level is always through the roof even when he's having an off night and he doesn't have very many off nights. There's not many nights where he's not hitting at least his scoring average, which I'm sure has had to jump a little bit here after a 40 point game. He's got to be around 20 points now, 19 points or something like that. So yeah, yeah. man, he's, he, 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 he's a keeper. I don't know what role he's going to be in, in the future, you know, by the start of next season, but he's definitely a keeper. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Everybody's saying he needs to be sixth man. You know, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> you don't put your best guard on the bench. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I could see arguments for both both sides, but nah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it'll be interesting. The only, the only, here's my only argument, and I said this at 
if you put Sexton at the, I, this is what I said. I said long term, and by long term I mean start of next season. I think a Garland and Sexton backcourt. It's just I don't know if it's going to work long term. I think it's just too small. They're both six one. They have defensive matchup issues and so on and so forth. So let's take your scenario where you said move Sexton to the point. That's fine. Uh, but then you're moving Garland to the bench in that in that you know leading the second group. Well, for and now. I just think. For now, for now. We don't, we, you know, it's Garland's rookie year. We don't know what he's going to become yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he could end up being our starting point guard next season or the season after that. But but right now, it's Sexton. Yeah. I just think that with Sexton moving to that six-man role, it wouldn't affect him as much. He's going to come into the game and still run around like a maniac, get to the rim, get to the free throw line pull up for mid-range jumpers and still play with 110%. I don't think it's going to break his psyche, his ego, or his effort on the floor. With Garland out there running around with the second group, I don't know if he's going to have as big of an impact. Now, that's not. I'm not saying that's 100% fair to say, okay, just because uh, Garland might not be as good by moving him into that role, you keep him in the starting lineup. I'm just saying... There's going to be some interesting, I think the Cavs are going to have some interesting decisions to make this summer, and mainly Bickerstaff, assuming he's going to be here, to kind of figure out, is he going to roll with it as is, or is he going to tinker with that backcourt at all? Um, You know, Kevin Porter Jr. could eventually slide in somewhere. Um, It'll just be interesting to see what they they end up doing, if anything at all. Yeah, yeah. Something else that uh, popped up that I saw the other day was that uh, the Nets... Uh, let go of their coach Atkinson, and I see let me a, tell lot you, of, a lot of Cavs uh, fans would like us to get him. Let me tell you, Cleveland, no joke, and this is kind of crazy to think about, but I'm saying this now. I don't care if he plays another ten years in the league. I don't care if he goes and wins a championship with Kevin Durant in New Jersey and all that crap at some point. Cleveland got the best version of Kyrie Irving. The best version that he will ever be in his whole career, we got him. Because you know what? Yeah, he didn't win diddly squat before LeBron got here. Sorry, we had Deion Waiters and a whole bunch of other nobodies and Tristan Thompson and, you know, they were young guys. Sorry he didn't lead us to a finals by himself. But I didn't hear about just this locker room drama, this season ending. I'm just going to get surgery just because I don't even want to do this. I don't even want to play through the playoffs. Just get me to the summer. I'll come back next year with KD. You know, all the crap that you did in Boston, that wasn't going on here in Cleveland. All that kind of happened after he left Cleveland and the way he left Cleveland is when that started. But as far as from a basketball standpoint and just the things he was able to do, I'm going to say this right now. I don't care how much longer he plays. Cleveland got the best version of Kyrie Irving. Because he's why the coach got fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already saw comments about Kyrie wants uh, Ty Lu in yep, New Jersey. I saw that too. I saw that too. <laughs> and you know what? I could see that happening. If Ty Lu, if 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 New Jersey approached Ty Lu, yeah, he's sitting on the bench right now with Doc Rivers. Uh, so maybe, and I'm sure Ty Ty Lu probably wants to go through the playoffs as as a member of the Clippers because they have a pretty good chance to win it all. Um, but I could see that happening this summer if Ty gets offered that opportunity. I I, I would see him jumping on that in a heart. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, that'd be a good place for him to go. Yeah, um, I, I think that I think that makes sense for him. And maybe Ty's a guy that can get Kyrie to settle back down. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kyrie has some trust in him if he's already kind of, you know, saying, Hey, I, I, this is a guy I like to play with, but it was just right. funny. I think, it, I think it was Damari Carroll who tweeted something out on Twitter. He's like, tell me how, you know, we have a comeback win against Boston the other night or something, something like that. And a couple days later, the coach gets, gets fired. And I was like, Oh God, this is going to be great. Let me go <laughs> ahead and read, read everybody's responses to this. And it's just pictures of Kyrie's face or, you know, Kyrie, just some Kyrie gift or people just saying you already know. And just, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. On the on the flip side of this, what do you think? Atkinson in Cleveland. Um, I don't see it. No, nah, I don't see it either. I, I think uh, Bickerstaff is doing an admirable job right now. And I can't. I mean, long term, I think he was the plan to eventually succeed Beeline. Yep. So yep. we're it, just it, it's, uh, yeah. We talked about this. It, it, it was David Blatt and Ty Lue all over again. Bickerstaff was the backup yeah. plan. They didn't think it was going to happen. You know, halfway through the season, they probably thought maybe they'd get a couple years out of Beeline, right? But that's why they brought in Bickerstaff. And you know, if he continues, like you said, he's doing a great job. And if a team continues to stay competitive throughout the rest of the season, you know, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, you know, lock him up basically. Atkinson, he, you know, the, the Nets coach, he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to land somewhere pretty quickly, probably in a good scenario somewhere else. Cleveland probably wouldn't be his first choice because he'll probably have better offers out there. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't sure. know. I don't know. Who, I don't know who needs a coach, but there'll be some playoff team out there that needs a new coach or just. You know, they use their current coach as a scapegoat, and he's going to slide right into that. Maybe Philadelphia finally fires their coach when they, you know, get bumped in the second round again this year. Well, there's an opportunity for him. He's going to go there, or is he going to come to Cleveland? So I, I don't think you mess around. I don't think you do all that. I think you, you, you know, you, you lock up Bickerstaff, and uh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I don't know about locking him up for five years, but... Maybe give him a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not. So when we do tank in a, in a year or two, we're not paying him for five more seasons. Yeah. The tough thing about about coach contracts and all that stuff is how often do you hear of one year coach contracts, two year coach? It, it seems like the minimum is four years. And the problem is that the Cavs have always seemed to have is that they're always paying their last two coaches is what it feels like, right? I don't know if they're still paying Ty Lue. I don't know if they're still paying David Blatt, but it feels like they are. I think they just got done paying Mike Brown like a year ago, right? From the second time bringing him back when they gave him a five-year deal, whatever the hell it is. So, I mean, that's the only bad thing. I, I agree with you. Um, I would love to lock up bigger staff for like a three-year deal. I just, you never hear of those type of deals ever being announced. It always seems to be four years or longer, four to five years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. We'll see. This uh, the Spurs Cavs game, man. It's still still pretty close. Cavs down three with about eight minutes left, so they're hanging tough. And uh, Spurs are struggling this year. I don't even know if they're a playoff team. They're twenty six and thirty five. Just not the same, obviously. Um, I just want to see how we doing here. Sexton up to twenty one points. Nance with nineteen. Drummond with 19, Chetty with 16, K-Love with 7. 
So that's this, this is one of those games where it's like, ah, oh, Caleb, this is where we need you to put up at least your averages, you know, to get yeah. over the hump kind of thing. Yeah, Delhi with eight assists already. Eight assists, man. He's killing it. Dropping dimes. Man, I should I should have been playing fantasy and picked them up. <laughs> How's our fantasy team doing, by the way? Uh, we're doing all right. We're kind of middle of the road. I think there was like yeah. a week where I forgot to like sub our guys in, so <laughs> that hurt pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to kind of got Got to stay on top of that, I guess, right? Yeah. Are you going to, just out of curiosity, um, you know, the Cavs, obviously, like I said, their season's going to be done here in, in a couple of weeks, about a month or so. Are you, do you think you're going to pay attention to the playoffs at all this year, the NBA playoffs? Yeah, yeah, I think I'll, I'll watch. Uh, probably not the full games, but, you know, highlights or, you know, I'll definitely pay attention. Yeah, I think... I think the matchup I'm looking forward to is the uh, like the Eastern Conference Finals and the and the Western Conference Finals because I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Milwaukee versus Toronto. I think that that would be a pretty fun, entertaining series. I don't think Philadelphia is going to get there. They're going to screw up again somehow, um, and they'll be Drama City. Heat the Heat's good. You know the Celtics are good when they're healthy. So there's some other interesting teams, but I just feel like it might be Milwaukee and Toronto coming out of the East. And then, of course, everybody's just already got it in their mind that it's going to be, you know, the two L.A. teams out West. But do you got any you want to throw down any predictions right now? I don't know. I don't know if I have any predictions, but I'll definitely be rooting for, uh, you know, uh, Toronto or Milwaukee. Whoever comes out of the East is who I'll be rooting for because I don't want to see either of the L.A. team teams win <laughs> same here no same here i would i would love to see Giannis uh, get a ring i would love to see Giannis then turn around and stay in milwaukee not that i think he was going to leave or anything like that but i and i don't pay attention too much to their to their um you know media cycle and all that stuff out there but i gotta imagine milwaukee has kind of gone through the same thing we went through here in cleveland with lebron all those years oh it's just a matter of time before he leaves oh he's going to new york Oh, he's going to leave this summer for, you know, the Clippers. Uh, I saw some something, you know, last week or something like that. You know, uh, one of the teams, whoever made a trade during the trade deadline, I forget who exactly, but they made the trade, you know, opening up a spot for Giannis to come in salary wise. And just so I got to believe there's that constant kind of just media buzz around them. It'd be great to see Giannis win a ring and then turn around and sign, you know, five year extension or whatever it is. Yeah, that would but, be nice. Uh, that would be nice just to kind of, you know, we're a small town city, right? We're a small market. It'd just be nice to see another. It feels like, you know, you kind of, you root more for the small markets and you hate LA. <laughs> you hate, you hate New York. You know, you hate the bigger markets, basically. So. Yeah. Speaking of those uh, LA teams out there, one of them just picked up a ex-Cavalier. You know. And we talked about this a little bit. Two Cavalier, two Cavalier legends <laughs> were dueling it out. I wonder if they were playing one-on-one, and if they were, I will pay money to see that. But we were, we were talking about J.R. Smith for a while, right? Right. And then, and then a newcomer kind of came out of nowhere. Who was that? Alex? Dion Waiters. Not, not D. <laughs> not D. Waiters. <sighs> Man, remember all the bullshit drama he caused in Cleveland? He did say at one point that he and Kyrie were the best backcourt in the game. 
and John John Wall and Bradley Beal didn't didn't like that comment. They and were we beasts for a while. We discussed this. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if we were talking about this at work, but we talked about, you know, Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith both trying out for the Lakers and who we would have chosen and why. Right. Did, was and that on the podcast? One, I can't remember. No, no, no. This, this, this was at work that we this talked about. This was at work. This. All right. Neither one of us chose Dion. Yeah. We both Even though he's younger, you know, we both took J.R. because... Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Give your reason. Why, why would you take Jr.? Well, I said Jr. because he's, he's the veteran. He's, he's got a ring. He's been in the situation. He's been in the moment. He knows what the, the locker room's got to be like. Uh, he can make the shot when it counts. He, uh, he rises to the challenge. Yeah. He does some knucklehead things. Uh, he, he's had some screw ups, but, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like he would have been the best choice. Yeah, and everything you said is 100% why I would have gone with him as well. And I'll add one more to it. And for me, this is a very uh, simple thing. Uh, making To me, it would be more of an obvious choice. Actually, two things. But he's going to know he's, he's going to play his role better than what I think Dion is. JR would have been fine going there, playing 15 minutes a game, going to the corner and putting up five threes in a game. Yeah. Right. Who'll also be playing with his old pal LeBron, who will be able to keep him under wraps, get JR to actually buy into his role. Dion's a wild card. Dion's gonna go there and be like, I should be starting. I should be the first guy coming <laughs> off the bench. I should be averaging 30 minutes a game and putting up 15 a game. And he has no history with LeBron, right? He has he was gone by the time LeBron got here. So there is no there is no relationship there already. Yeah, Dion's younger. Yeah, Dion's more explosive. Yeah, Dion has more of a higher ceiling as far as making an impact. I could see Dion going there and having potentially a you know like a twenty point game, a breakout game that maybe helps win them a playoff game. Who knows? But again, I go back to Jr. Even though as unpredictable as Jr. can be, being back with LeBron, Jr. would have played his role, and I think he would have contributed. Just like he said, he's been in the moment. He knows what to do. He can hit a big shot. And it's just too damn bad that we're not going to see J.R. Smith. You know, Waiters, I think, would be even more unreliable. Like, he's been really flaky lately. He had that situation where he was eating gummies and freaked out on an airplane. And I don't know. I I just I don't have much confidence in uh, Waiters right now. Yeah, the only good thing is, is that the Lakers are playing so well. LeBron's playing so well that... Uh, you know, like the Spurs back in the day when they got Steven Jackson. Remember him? Remember Steven Jackson, the, the bad boy and all that stuff and what happened? He went in there and played his role. Uh, so maybe maybe that helps. Maybe Dion being in a scenario where he's playing for a ring, he'll shut his mouth for three months, <laughs> right? Because uh, that's all he's got to do. If he wants a ring, all he's got to do is shut his mouth and play his role for three months, and and he could potentially be doing that. Um, so who knows? I could see it. I could see it going both ways. I could see it blowing up or I could see it working out pretty well. It's just too bad that we're not going to see, gosh, it's been what almost two full seasons of no JR in the NBA. Now I feel like he's done. He's done. Right. I mean, yeah, he, probably he, after what was it? What is it after? What, what was it even halfway through the season last year when the Cavs shut down JR? I feel like it was pretty early in the season. Yeah, it was. he didn't get he didn't get picked up all last year. Didn't get picked up over the summer. 
We're going to go into the playoffs here in a month. He didn't get picked up. I, I think he's done. And that's sad, man. I hope he goes to the big three league. I really do. I need to see JR. I need to see JR and Ricky Davis in the same league. Oh, that'd be awesome. I, I just got to <laughs> see it. They got to be on the same team too. Yeah, I'd love to watch <laughs> JR in the in the big three. That would be great. Shooting yeah. four pointers, yeah. Oh, God. He'd be perfect for that. He can be a yeah, knucklehead as much as he layers. wants in the big three too. Yeah. There's all kinds of smack talking and pushing and shoving and they get away with a little more over there. They do. They do. So yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think I have any more uh, Cavs news. Do you? I do. Uh oh. <laughs> the Cavs are up on the Spurs, one hundred four to one hundred, with four minutes left in the game. I don't know what the hell happened because they were down. Yeah, but, uh, DeRozan uh, started to try to take over here. He drove to the hoop, uh, got fouled by Drummond, and made it. Uh, and got the and one, of course. Um, looks like Spurs are up by one right now with three minutes left. Oh, okay. So my feed is behind. Your feed? Interesting. You're not watching this live on TV, Corey? No, I don't. I'm not sitting by <laughs> TV, but I'm on the internet. Isn't that live? Hey, that I mean, reminds me. I have great news. So YouTube was able to work out a deal with Sinclair, and we're going to have Fox Sports Ohio on YouTube TV still. Really? Because I, after the last episode and you told us about that, I started noticing, I saw people online complaining. Um, I can't believe they actually negotiated a deal on that. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Did that just recently happen or has it been a little bit? Uh, it's probably been a, I don't know, five or six days now, I would guess. Well, congratulations, Alex. You get yeah, to still yeah, watch yeah. your Cavs games on a nice big flat screen TV. And I still got my, uh, my illegal stream on my, you know, five inch uh, mobile device <laughs> <laughs> with my headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> my kids got the big TV. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it happens a lot, though. You know, uh, uh, when I had direct TV, I was seeing all the all the time, you know, the tickers along the bottom of the screen saying customers in this market are about to lose this channel. And, you know, it'd be gone for a week and then they'd reach a deal and it would be back. So I don't know. I just used to it i you know i had pretty good faith that youtube tv would be able to work something out well i'm happy for you alex <laughs> congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah Cavs are up by one with a minute and a half left oh man see i feel like we gotta i feel like we gotta at least talk until the game's over now which could potentially be another 10 minutes <laughs> oh i'll do the play-by-play then i'll be the there you uh, go yeah the john michael Oh, you know what? Last night's game. Uh, so against Denver, I don't know if you saw this too, just just to kill some more time. Again, it's the 50-year anniversary of the Cavs. They're doing throwback stuff almost every night. And they had some Cavs legends in the building. I don't know if you saw this. And when you think Cavs legends, I don't know if you're going to think of these guys. <laughs> I did see this. Booby Gibson was there, uh, who's kind of been there. You know, he it, it was his bobblehead night. Uh, not too long ago. I don't think it was last night. Your boy was, was there. Uh, who? Your boy, Ira Nubel. Ira freaking Nubel <laughs> is a Cavs legend, apparently. A legend. <laughs> Cavs I like how you legend. called Waiters a legend earlier. This is great. Oh, they're all legends. If you played for the Cavs, you're, you're, you're a legend, man. You're a legend in Christian Cleveland. Ianga, Sky Ianga, you're a legend. All right? <laughs> just, they're all legends, man. They're just, they just don't got their names in the rafters. And the last guy, 
the last guy that maybe got the most hate since Colin Sexton. <laughs> Do you remember how much hate this guy used to get? Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. Man. Yeah, well, he was a little bit of a disappointment. We had high expectations for Larry Hughes. and We had very high expectations, and we've talked about him in the podcast before and all about those expectations. Yeah. Uh, but I saw... Spurs just hit a three, tied the game, 111, one minute left. Come on, we got we to gotta win this game because we won the Denver game so that we could put the title of our podcast again, streaking still. Streaking <laughs> still, number two. St- still streaking. You know, if they lose this game. <laughs> streaking junior. That. Yeah. The junior yeah. streak. But man, if you had went to the Cavs game last night, you could have got Ira Newbill's autograph. <laughs> what would I do with that? <laughs> I still think of that, that picture. It's on the internet. Just Google Ira Newbill. You're going to see one picture come up. And it's going to be the one picture where he was karate chopping uh, another former Cavaliers legend, Mike Dunleavy Jr. <laughs> What? Do you I remember this picture? This no, look I gotta this look up this up now. Because the the why it's so funny is is Nubel's got his like left leg full up, ninety degrees up in the air, right foot full down, and he's clocking Nubel right or not Nubel. He's clocking Mike Dunleavy in the face. Dunleavy is a young guy. I think he's on the Golden State Warriors at this point. Oh yeah, the kick. Yeah, the kick. The kick. And Dunleavy's face is so freaking priceless. His eyes are rolled back. His mouth is wide open because he's bracing for impact. Whoever took that photograph got a money shot with that. And uh, man, that's the picture I would have him autograph. If I was at the game and I knew he was going to be there, I would print out a picture of that. And I say, sign this now. That would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, what's going on? Well, still about a little less than a minute. Out. Delhi just shot a three. Bang! Cavs up by three. Delhi, man, if he Delhi oh, trade. If, that, if that's what wins the game, wow, that'd be awesome. That's how you think uh, John Michael's been doing uh, as uh, stepping in for Fred McLeod? You know what? He's actually been doing a good job. I'm not going to lie. I miss Fred. Um, and it's just, it's not, it's never going to be the same, right? Just like with like Joe Tate. And I haven't listened to the radio. I haven't listened to Tim, what is it, Alcorn, as much as I've listened to the new guy doing the TV games. But I feel like I watch the game and I feel like there's someone competent sitting there. Uh, they don't have the same chemistry that Fred and AC had, obviously, but they worked together for, gosh, 10, 10 plus years, 12 years. So for his first, you know, stepping in here, I feel like he's he's been he's been solid. What do you think? I think Drummond just had a monster dunk. Oh man, threw the hammer down, give the Cavs hey. a two point lead. I see he's it up was, to twenty two points, thirteen boards. It was boards. Off a uh, Delhi. Uh, I think it was a Delhi dime. Delhi's got Delhi's got a double double, eleven points, ten assists. Whew. man. Man, yeah, I think uh, John Michael's been doing good. You know, when I listen to him during the games, I still get that kind of uh, radio vibe from him. Like he's giving too much detail. It's like, yeah, I know I'm I'm watching the game, man. You don't got to, you know, 
tell me I'm every sure it's hard bit. for him to for him to transition you know what i mean it's gonna yeah, take with, some with time. fred with fred you got the play-by-play but you also got some uh i don't know some ad lib and some uh you know just kind of kind of uh color commentary along with it with john michael it's, right. it's way more just play-by-play yeah the other thing i noticed too and i don't know if this is gonna be i don't know if this was just because you know he was the new guy transitioning in I don't know if it's because it's the, the Cavs are celebrating their 50th year, but I've liked it. And they did this a little bit last year. Um, but like Brad Doherty's been part of the broadcast. Fratello comes in from time to time. Fratello was doing stuff last year for a little while. And I kind of like it. Brad, Brad's great, man. Brad's going to land uh, land a broadcasting gig somewhere. He's got really good insight. And uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a pleasure when he's on there because he just he just has really good commentary and same thing with AC. It's just, you get a play, a player's perspective of the game. Um, and Brad's just so open and he just feel, it just sounds like it's so easy for him to just, you know, throw his thoughts out there. And, um, same thing with Fratello. Fratello is really great too. And, uh, I've kind of liked that they've been adding him. I was always thinking, oh, third guy in there, that's too much, but it's actually worked out pretty well. Ah uh, man, that Cleveland defense is killing me. <laughs> they just let Forbes get a layup. Yeah, uh, says so it's tied right now at one sixteen. Yeah, yeah, it's one sixteen tied with sixteen seconds left. So we'll oh, have boy. the final possession here. Well, I don't think we're extending this into overtime. <laughs> Drummond, uh, we need a Drummond alley oop here as time expires. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah, my younger brother's at this game. Uh, my mom gets free tickets because her work has has season tickets, and they're pretty good seats too. And uh, so now that we're, now that we're not that great again, all of a sudden my mom gets offered tickets a lot, and she's not going to go on like a Sunday night or a random Tuesday night game or whatever. My brother, he's a little bit younger, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll go." And I, I'm thinking about him right now because it's about ten o'clock at night. He took his daughter and three of her friends. And, uh, wow. it's, a, it's a school <laughs> night. It's a school night. And he's probably thinking right now, God damn it. Please don't go into overtime. <laughs> yeah. I bet. About the text of it. Say, dude, how you, how you holding up? How old's his, uh, his kid, his, his daughter, his, his daughter's 10, 10 years old. Oh, okay. All right. So he's got, he's got three, you know, 10 year olds with him. That'd be manageable. Girl, yeah. Girl, girls, you know what I mean? And it's just like uh, late night for them. What's going on, Alex? I don't got a TV. You got to tell me. Yeah, they're still. Uh, they 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 did like a little timeout bit. It's still one sixteen with sixteen seconds left. Uh, getting ready to inbound it. Looks like they got Colin inbounding it here. You got uh, Larry Nance under the hoop. Drummond on a wing. Inbounded it to Love. Love back to Sexton. Sexton's kind of holding it at the half He's court here. He just started dribbling. He's got love set in the pick. Yep, he's taking it, taking it, taking it. Throws it up. Missed it. Drummond catches it. Misses the dunk. Oh. Three seconds left. Spurs has the ball. I don't know yet. I don't know what happened. I think, Uh, I think, man, Sexton got fouled like crazy driving to the hoop. But, you know, they never call fouls within the last 10 seconds. Oh, I wish Drummond would have nailed that. That rebound. That's another thing I like about about Sexton's game. Sexton shooting free throws. He makes the first one. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they they gave him the foul. They gave Sexton the foul. Yeah. That's one thing I like about him too. 
and Kyrie was like this too. Um, but Sexton's like a guaranteed. If he drives to the rim, he's either scoring or getting fouled, for the most part. You know what I mean? And Kyrie Sexton was like that makes too. both. Oh boy! Oh yeah! All right. Cavs up by two with three seconds. We don't need no freaking Patty Mills being a hero here. You know, Spurs are going to shoot the three. I think so. It's going to yeah. be like a Patty Mills corner three, and that's what makes me nervous. They don't got. They still don't got Matt Bonner, do they? <laughs> Man, because if they do, uh, game over. They bring it. They bring them in just for this play. I would just turn off the TV because the Spurs are going to win. Parker or Ginobili <laughs> is going to come in out of the crowd nah, and, nah, and stand in the Matt corner. Bonner. Matt Bonner, man. <laughs> all right, so I was just thinking about this. I'm saying how I don't have a TV and all that, but I have to watch all my games on my phone. So I'm like, hey, dummy, turn on your phone. <laughs> so I can there watch this last, last, place, <laughs> last play live here. Yeah. Oh, this man. Is a very, this is a very off-the-cuff uh, episode here, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's all right. It's cool. Everybody that was listening probably already turned it off. It's all good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> this is the bonus. This is the B-side right now. That's right. Pull that uh, cassette tape out, flip it over, put it back in. <laughs> good times. <laughs> but listen for five minutes after that last track. You never know what you'll hear. Right. Who's your fir- your current favorite Cavs player, Alex? Current favorite? Oh man, current. It's it's gonna be Kevin Love. Still Kevin? Okay. Yeah, Just I mean, I yeah. Know. Even though well, he's I, been uh, he's been uh, I don't know. He hasn't been playing as well as he could be. He's been in a little bit of a slump. He's been he's been up and down. He's yeah. He's been playing better lately since our last episode. But that's what I mean. We go about oh, a week in between oh. episodes. Spurs hit. What Hit a two. Tie game, one second left. Jeez. So there's only going to be enough time to really tip it in. Delhi all the way down. Nance catches it, shoots it. Brick. Damn. Off the, off the iron. Now you got to edit out the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we're going to end this. No, and no, it's going into we're overtime. Ending, we're, we're ending it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Leave it in. Roll, roll the beat. Roll the outro. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up and uh, go watch this over time. And yeah. uh, it's been fun, Cavs fans. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. Go Cavs. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at Cavs Pick and Roll. We've got a Facebook page, Cavs Pick and Roll Podcast. Shoot us an email, CavsPickandRoll at gmail.com. And that'll do it. All right, Cavs fans. Peace out, Cavs fans. <laughs>